Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Coming up on this episode of White Wine Question Time. Even even though my baby's not here, I'm still inspired by him every day. Just from speaking to all the people that get in touch saying that he did this for them or he did that for them. Jesus, Jamal, how the hell did you actually achieve all of this? I literally just do one day at a time. That works for me right now. I blacked out and collapsed in my 21st birthday party and went to see the doctor and they said I was four and a half months pregnant. I had an absolute flat tummy as well. So Jamal wasn't planned, and by the time you realised he was coming, you were almost halfway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, it was really um, a, quite a frightening experience doing X Factor back then. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And my guest this week is a woman who first stepped into our public consciousness when she auditioned for the second series of The X Factor back in 2005. As the host of the show at the time, I remember only too well meeting her for the very first time outside the audition room. She was surrounded by family, the mother of two young children, with a full beam smile and a voice that could and did raise the roof. With Sharon Osborne as her judge and mentor, she made it all the way to fourth place and walked away from the show and her job in accounts to become a West End leading lady. But her love for music predates the show. Her earliest memories as a child are of the melodic hum of her parents' vinyl records crackling through their home in Luton. A music vast became her solace after she tragically lost both of her parents in a devastating car accident when she was just four years old, three nights before Christmas. In the midst of unimaginable loss, music became a real source of strength for the family and she learned to sing at the top of her voice at her local Pentecostal gospel church and from there followed gigs as an adult at weddings, funerals and bar mitzvahs while she worked full-time in accounts in an office job all the while raising two young children, Jamal and Tanisha. She left the show and her career soared. She won rave reviews in the West End on shows like Chicago, Carousel, Hairspray, and most recently in We Will Rock You. And amongst all of this, she's also joined the lineup of Loose Women and Songs of Praise. And in 2016, she announced that she was undergoing treatment for breast cancer. Just three months after announcing that she was free of cancer in 2022, her world came crashing in around her. Her son, Jamal, the music entrepreneur whose creation of the groundbreaking SBTV platform, which had helped to launch the careers of Ed Sheeran and Jessie J and Stormzy, had died suddenly at the age of 31. He was, she said, the centre of her world. And since his passing, as she grapples with her grief and tries to process her loss, she continues to honour his legacy through her work with the newly founded Jamal Edwards Self-Belief Trust. She is quite remarkable in so many ways, as you're about to discover for yourself. So let's dial her in, shall we? It's Brenda Edwards. Brent, how are you? (laughs) Coming into that, I felt like I was... Well, next back to get three, two, one, that countdown before that started. That was funny. I've never seen that before. I'm good, thank you. I'm yeah, very actually, clear. I think I was there for your very first on-screen moment, wasn't I? I think I interviewed... Did I interview you before you went in? I think I did. Yes, you did. I before did. and after and during and the whole way through. It was, oh, it was amazing getting to meet you there. I can't believe that we're still friends and, and not can't believe, but it's nice, should I say, not can't believe, because I can believe because we're both nice people. But um, yeah, I, and we're still friends now. That's lovely. Do you know what? Uh, my first recollection of you, Brent, was you had a full beam smile. And a voice that was even bigger and brighter. 
You just oh, lit gosh. up the room. And I remember we always just do these filming breaks afterwards. And I remember Sharon coming in after because the judges and I would sit down and she'd go, yeah, she's good. Like there was a, you, you created a stir. You are giving me behind the scenes yeah. footage and, and, and knowledge now. Okay? Yeah. That's so sweet. Because we never yeah. had this conversation. It was like, just go on, do it, do it. It's all God to make it through. It was, that was, I tell you, it was really um, a, quite a frightening experience doing X Factor back then. Like, because it had been out that first year, but nobody really knew what the show was mm. about. I just, I just loved it because it was like entertaining with the singing and obviously me being a singer. And like, when you're actually, on it, it's a whole new ball game. It's like it really was. I mean, you went in as Brenda from Accounts, yeah, and you left as Brenda. Still Brenda for I'm... the West End. <laughs> I did, but I'm still Brenda from Accounts, though. I do. I'm not. I'm not thinking when I when I when I need some money and I haven't got any work coming in because you know what it's like. Coming in face. I went back to Accounts in lockdown actually, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, did not you? lockdown. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, yeah, I went back because there, there was no work on the on the theatre side. So, you, you know, you got to got to do what you got to do. Of course, because, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you know um, another brilliant leading lady in the West End, Anna Jane Casey. <gasps> yes, I did Chicago. In lockdown, Anna was de- delivering Amazon parcels because she's yes, like, what, yes, what do you think yes. we're going to do? we got to eat. We've got kids to support. <laughs> exactly. Mortgage to pay. Exactly. It's, um, Yes, so uh, oh my gosh, excessor. I will always, I will always really remember that time, that whole time fondly. Even though it's the most stressful time, I think one of the most stressful times, should I say? Um, I remember you leaving because you had both the kids with you that day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was my whole family actually came down for that yeah. first. That was the first time my family had actually all been able to come. My brother was there and it was his birthday. That's why I'll never forget it. It was on the 10th of December and it was his birthday that day. And I got kicked out. Oh, oh the day like... that you left. That's yeah. right. But Brenji, did you... And the thing is, at the time, I know it's really hard to hear, but when, you know, Sharon was so invested in you. I think if anybody got... Um, Sharon as a mentor and X Factor they really did have an experience of having a professional manager it wasn't lip service it wasn't smoke and mirrors she did it she was there for it absolutely wonderful and all of her advice and just like you know she just kept it real and just says you know if you're if you're if you're not feeling something in this way then how can we change it to to this and she was just so open to allowing us to be ourselves and bring our personalities to the performance and, and things like that. And it was just really nice getting all of her advice of, because obviously she managed um, Ozzy and, and, you know, she's got a whole thing going on. She's just one wonderful, wonderful, strong lady. And I, I always said that to her. I'm really, really glad to have such a strong force and such a strong person to mentor me. That's That was, that yeah, yeah, that whole experience was just, Otherworldly, wouldn't it? It was bonkers, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, talking of bonkers, right? A couple of weeks ago, I came to see you at opening gala night of We Will Rock You at the Coliseum. So let's just have a little moment there. Brenda Edwards is headlining at the Coliseum with Brian oh. May on stage from Queen. Yes, the Brian May. So Brenda from Accounts, all these years later. Like, and then at the end of the night, you're running around looking for Tanisha, your daughter, right? She's got a cat. And I'm going, Brent, hiya. I haven't seen you for ages. And she's like, yeah, yeah, hold on. I've just got to find Tanisha. And then I said, I get a little tap on the shoulder, right? From my friend, a friend of mine. You're, you're making me joke. I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say, right? This is so brilliant. I go, Brent, can I introduce you to a friend of mine? He'd love to say hello. And he just tapped me on the shoulder and gone, Kate, you know Brenda, don't you? And I said, yeah. And he went, I thought she was fantastic. Uh, Can you introduce me so I can say hello? He is Dexter Fletcher, director (laughs) of like, you know, Oscar nominated musicals. Oh, God. And you were like, hiya, hiya. Oh my God, I've just got to find my daughter, which by the way, totally (laughs) got. And you've obviously made such an impression on him. So here you are all these years later, my friend. Still I haven't changed, minds. have I? I haven't changed because it's, 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 I, you know, look, I think 
I just like I I enjoy performing. I I enjoy singing. Gosh, you just saying that back then again. I just I was like, oh. Because you texted me the next uh, day, didn't you? And I went. I felt. Um, awful. I said, Brent, you do know that was Dexter Fletcher I, from Bohemian felt... Rhapsody and Rocket Man, and you were like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, because I wanted to say something to him when I saw him, but my head was on. And this is no. We were Rocky script. We were Rocky songs. The five outfits that I'd left in my dressing room that I thought would fit me, but they didn't actually when it came to it because oh. I don't. With I, it was I went through five different outfits before I actually managed to come out, and I'd had fifty-five hundred messages. From the, I'm exaggerating when I say future, but in the skin, where are you? What were, and I'm like, if I answer that, then I can't get this outfit on, and it was all going wrong. You were having a mare. I, I was having a proper mare of it after the and show. And then you the step on stage, and there's the like Rod amazing. Stewart watching you, like no pressure. Well, <laughs> well, I didn't even know. I didn't know who's in in the audience to be until the day after. I didn't realise anybody that was in the... Because this is the other thing as well. You get told, keep your head up and look up there. And to be fair, when the lights are there, you, I know you know you can't really you can't see, see, unless anything. it's like the first couple of rows, you can't see anything. So, um, and I'm quite glad that I don't know because <laughs> I don't want to... I, well, I do Fletcher get Fletcher and Rod Stewart are watching you and you can't fit into your outfit. No, thanks. <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, I was getting hotter and hotter as I was trying on. That doesn't. And then a zip broke on the first one. That's what the first one. It was all steamed, ready, hang up, and everything. Went to put it on, and the zip broke. So that was why I was like, "What am I going to do now?" So I had to go to an outfit number two, which just wasn't. It was like, oh god, that's not quite. Then it had to go to outfit number three. Yeah, it was, yeah. So what by the time, and Tanisha's like messaging me, Mummy, are you coming? What? Where, where are you? I want, it was so brilliant. I want to give you a kiss. I love you. And I'm, I'm hearing her bursting because she's like, where's my mummy? You know, it's, it's, I think there's a, a different kind of, um, it's it's like an animal call when you hear the call of your children from even from the it's like the call of the wild, and you're looking at Rod Stewart and Dexter Fletcher, but all you can hear is Tanisha going, "Mum, mum, 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 mum." You know what? It's so weird that out of out of any calls and blah, 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 it's always Jamal and Tanisha that seem to whenever I'm on a, on set for loose, even though I've said I'm doing loose women, I'm filming. They're the ones that always seem to forget it, a message. And so it just sends you into a thing of, are they all right? Are they okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? It's a, it's a natural instinct, isn't it? But yeah, yes, that is, oh gosh. But I did I did message um, Dexter Fletcher and said thank you. And it was lovely to meet you. Oh, um, good. Now listen, you've got your own fashion range, Brent. Sharon yes. would so approve. You're like J-Lo. You're, you've, oh, got, oh. you've got merch. I've got merch. Not only have I got merch, I've got merch with my name in it. I know. So it's like... There it is. You and Ruth Langsford are bossing it. Over at QVC, Brent, Brent, this is your BU range, yeah? This is my BU range. Um, and this is my... This is freshly... It hasn't, it hasn't come out. This is me trying on my sample. And can I just say, it feels so soft. So I'm, that's why I'm not taking it off for the day. I'm literally going to be going out afterwards and, um, you know, got some bits and pieces, errands to run and meetings to have, as always. Life but um, I'm really looking forward to wearing look, You this. are, listen, the apple never falls far from the tree, does it? Now I know where Jamal got all of his entrepreneurial spirit from because look at oh, you go. You're so lovely. Thank you. Um, you know, well, I don't I don't ever take credit Um for for me for for me influencing Jamal in that way, I like to actually think that it's both of my kids um, that influence me with this collection, which it is. It's um, you know, you you but have Brent, your you children. were always right. You were so not on them because that's that that's not that doesn't sound. I was right, very but... harsh. I was a very harsh. No, you were. You women. were education I was... first. So I remember on the live shows for X Factor 
on a Friday, we'd do a dress run and the kids would come down after school, Jamal and Tanisha. Yeah. And yeah. even though all of that circus was going on around them, you would be going, have you done your homework? And I remember <laughs> saying to you, Jamal can use, because you had a shared dressing room. I was like, they, the kids can use my dressing room if they want. Yeah. You were like, right, in Kate's dressing room, get that bloody homework done. <laughs> Well, it was so, you know, it was a lovely experience for them. I think, I, I don't even know. I I haven't actually, well, yeah, I don't know what they thought of it at that time. Well, thought of it now um, at that time back then, but their faces were just beaming. They were, they were, but at the same time, they were kind of used to it because obviously I've, I've been working since, since I had um, the kids, um, I've always worked. So they've always either been with me at, at work or helped me do some stuff I, I remember I used to do when they I were so when polite they, they, they had the best manners oh you know oh what? thank you a lot they of people really always did. say that you know and they I remember going into my dressing room and I was like there was you know they'd always leave like sweets and treats in your dressing room they hadn't touched any of them I was like you can have whatever you like they were like no 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 sorry no that's <laughs> so polite <laughs> But it's like that in our house. It is like that in our house. You know, if you if you put some money down and like whether it's five p or ten pounds, you expect to see it there. And I think we've always from from them growing up, we've always just had if it's not yours, don't take it unless it's been offered to you. That's that's the basic general rule for you know, or else you could get you you know, yeah. So. <laughs> And then I don't know if oh, Jamal. Ever, I don't know. I, I hope you don't mind me talking about Jamal. And if you do, just say because I totally get it. Your son, like yourself, was a rarity. Oh, that's really lovely. That means a lot. Yeah, um, for you to say that Jamal. Jamal is, you know, his his spirit was just lovely and and full of life and just always wanting to help. Really, you know. So, um, yeah, it's. Again, I don't. I think that was just. I just say that that's him. His unique character. That that's not. That's not anything to do with me. I don't think he 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 saw. You know, with with SBTV, he saw a, a platform. He saw an opportunity. He saw a gap in the market and and went for it. And with everything that he did, if he could ever help somebody, then he would. And that's that's what I think um, is really really lovely and endearing about my. Family. You know, so, um, I listened yeah. to, um, I, I don't know that you would have listened to this, and I, I don't suppose it, it, it's, it would be a hard listen for you, but just to let you know, on one extra they did an evening tribute to Jamal, and I listened. Yeah. I wanted to hear what he meant to the community mm. of people that he elevated. And well, one of the nice, I mean, so many beautiful things were said, but one of the best was that he put people before profit. Yeah. So he was happy to help somebody and then stand back and not yeah. say, where's my cut? And yeah. that that yeah. created a movement and a legacy that I know you're upholding now um, and you're going well, to continue with, with his self-belief trust. But you know what? So few people do that and that comes from how you're raised and how you're schooled and the personalities that you're exposed to. And I put that back at your door, Brent. You did a remarkable uh, job uh, uh, raising okay. both of those children. Well, I'm I'm very proud of, of both of my babies. They're you know Tanisha's the she's a lot like me, but she's a, a, a much quieter mm. um, persona and personality. And Jamal was quiet as well and very shy because I am, you know, I keep saying this to people when I'm on lists women, and I get people messaging saying, yeah, if you're shy, then I'm this, and I'm like, I'm actually a shy person, but I I think people. Um, misinterpret if you're like a, a pusher i'm gonna do this i want to do this blah, 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 blah. i think they sometimes mistake that as like you know um yeah somebody that just doesn't just just really mean well, you, or i think because you've got a big it, voice they expect you to have a big personality and yeah you, and you've got i'm quite so far from that yeah. And so, so far from that, so Jamal and Tanisha, they they are they do have that that similarity, but they they absolute go getters. And you know, I said it to you earlier. I see both of them inspire me it, it, still on a daily basis. And 
even even though my baby's not here, I'm still inspired by him every day. Just from speaking to all the people that, because there's still so many people that are getting in touch saying that he did this for them or he did that for them. He gave them his first job there or he introduced him to that. And now they're doing this and then it 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 is um yeah so many. I can't even I can't even tell you. I and I just find find found find still find myself saying Jesus Jamal how the hell did you actually achieve all of this and what you He was fast and furious wasn't he? It's daily it's not even it's not even been a letter, okay? It's a it's a daily thing that at least one message comes through every every single day and that's over a year now. It's 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 been it has been lovely and overwhelming, um, hearing different I stories it from people. It depends on how you feel that day as to whether or not it's a comfort or a torment to hear those things. It's, it's you know, it's 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 a process that I've got to go through is the way that I look at it. And um but I know that uh I will go through it in in the best way that I can and you know, I literally just do one day at a time and it's like the night before, then I look what's going on the next day, and that's kind of how I'm I'm that's doing it, and that's survival. that's how it works for that works for me right now. You know, if it if it needs reviewing at any stage, then I know that I will be, I will review it, and you know. But at the moment, it's um, as you say, it's nice, you know, to, to, the everything that Jamal did, um, and what his wishes were. Um, of helping the homeless and helping young men, um, mental health and helping the homeless and helping the young to um, help them to achieve their vision. It's it's I'm honoured to be able to um, set up the the trust to continue that legacy, and it's it's going really really well. Um, I've got a really good team um, that you you know uh, are working with me. Um, and mentoring me and the board of the trustees and, and everything. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to setting up our first sanctuary, our first homeless sanctuary. Well, Brent, you know what? It goes without saying, if there's anything I can do, you just have to oh, And it would be well, my absolute pleasure. So, you know, your your a... son was a remarkable example of, it's not about the years of your life, it's the life in your years. And my well, goodness, yeah, he's and, and, and that's it. And, you know, I, I think about... The fact that he did not put himself first a lot of the time. He no. put everybody first. And so, um, you know, that's that's a, a very, as you say, it is a red trait, even for myself. It's like, I'm, I I know I put the kids first. I always put the kids first. It's like, it's the kids and then it's that everything else. It's all in the world, isn't it? Mum, mum, mum. It is. And for him, it was, I put everybody else and then, you know, because I, I said, so, Jamal, are you going to get some rest? Are you going to have you eat young? You know, it was, he he managed the business side. And then when he came home, I would be the side that's managing the personal. Just, okay, so just chill. Eat. Switch off for a bit. You know, have something to eat. Sleep. Um, you know, so, yeah. It's... Uh, he, he had a work ethic and a half, I tell you. So my social media was all set up by Jamal. It wasn't me. When we came up, and when I did X Factor, it was it was um, MySpace. That's right. MySpace. <laughs> I didn't send a know. pigeon, babe. <laughs> babe, I didn't even know how to use MySpace. I knew it was it was something. And there was oh, it was MySpace. MySpace. I'm like, I don't know what MySpace is. Jamal, but do, do, well, he, I didn't even ask him. He said he came to me and he's like, "You need to be doing more. You need to be having a social media." I was like, "I haven't even got a phone." <laughs> I, and we, we were giving them mobile phones, weren't we? And then you give them back afterwards. That's right, so my inspector. Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, my phone was not did not have those capabilities of of taking pictures or videos. I I couldn't afford it. I mean, it's so weird how you look at how things were. It wasn't even that long ago, two thousand and five uh -huh. to two thousand twenty three, and how much it's changed. And to to for me, the one thing that I think for for me having my my son was 
like in the middle of that digital age change and revolution development yeah is is another bonkers thing that's another bonkers thing i'm using that word a lot i don't know why i'm using that word a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that song. I do love that. It's a good song. I do love that. Well, but, with that, with that in mind, shall we leap into your very first question? Yes, go for it. Oh, go for it. It's a super simple one to start with, Brent. I want to know what have been the moments that have made you, both personally and professionally. Um, personally, having my two babies because that taught me a lot and you have to grow up very quickly when you're responsible for another beautiful human being. Because how old uh, were you when you first became a mum? 21. Um, I was 21 when I fell pregnant with Jamal and I didn't know I was pregnant with him. I was having um, my my monthly cycle, my period every month. And, um, and then I had, it was just before um, I had a 21st birthday party um, and I blacked out and collapsed in my 21st birthday party. I went to see the doctor and they said I was four and a half months pregnant. <laughs> I was like... Pardon me? <laughs> I had an absolute flat tummy as well, as well as my periods. My stomach was like... Well, it wasn't. I've never been a washboard, you know that. I've never been a wish. But, um, yeah, it was totally flat. Wow. I, 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 Mind you, I don't think I started to show, really. and I, I could blag it until six months, and then there was no... Then I was like Mr Bump. But as soon as I was told, it was like the next day, there was, a, there was a... Yeah, it was like... That was what it, it ah. felt like. It was like, no, I can't be. I'm still having my periods. So, so still... Jamal wasn't planned, and, and it, by no, the time no. you realised he was coming, you were almost halfway there. That's a moment. Well, I, I, well he... he you say that it was coming up to um, summer because it was August when he was born. Coming up to summer, and I'm roasting hot. Haven't got a cot. Haven't got a pushing. Haven't done no about nappies. So then it was, uh oh, it was, it was, it was a bit of panic, but it was a nice panic because it's like you don't have time to think about it. You just got to do it. There's and were you on your own brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on my own. Um, you know, but it, my, but there was mother care and mother care. You could get a lot of your stuff from mother care and CNA those days. CNA. It was a <laughs> um, 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 Woolworths. You, you, you know, those are my three, my three go-to places, I think. But I, it, it was like, you don't have the time to make that list of get a photo album, get a little in, in on this date when you're at, for two months and it's just yeah and then all of a sudden there's all these antenatal classes and i was buying baby books like baby magazines like they were going out of fashion to to just get you're playing catch up i was playing proper catch up because wow. you know what, obviously, what were you thinking at that time because obviously this had come as a massive surprise i was thinking will will i be a good mummy because obviously my mum and dad died when I was four so I didn't even have that I didn't have that um, role modelling to learn, yeah to yeah. learn from to know is it should it be this or should it be that how do you put on an appy it was it was it was literally going back to basics and I and, and there were there were so many magazines that were about that were offering help and you know but then one magazine would say something different to that one then so I just had to end up getting them all but um you know, and then I realised after having Jamal when I was pregnant with Tanisha, it is just listen to your body. It's just, and I realised that no, that pregnancy was definitely not the same as that one. I had morning sickness with Tanisha. I was like sicking up everywhere, and I didn't even have any control over it. Yeah. I felt I was like, what is this? That was that's just crazy. But um, you know, a mad heartburn I had with Tanisha. She had loads of hair when she came you're out you're literally so... describing my pregnancy with ben there yeah because he had loads yeah. of hair i was constant i was sick all the way through oh. even in the third trimester only only had a brief reprieve in the second trimester and, so, and lived yeah. on pepto-bismol or whatever it's called gaviscon that was it and then he was yeah, born yeah, with yeah, severe yeah, reflux yeah. so it's like yeah 
I, I realised it's the, it's the hair. We, we were kind of like cats when they're bringing up the, the, the hairballs. It was. Honestly, and even now, I swear to God, my child has never had normal kid hair. He was born with old man hair. He's got a thatch. It's thicker than this. It's wow, really weird. That's and awesome. it, was, it was like birthing a hairball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be so love. It'll be so tough when he is this. <laughs> <laughs> so God, that's the. I mean, those are the moments that make you because you've only just really stepped into adulthood at twenty-one, and suddenly, yeah. you're you're a I was, mother. I was, yeah, that's it. You're I was grown a mother, up. Adult. Yeah, I'm growing up, and that's it's it's one of the most beautiful times of my life having my babies um and yeah that's that's one thing that i, I think in my personal f- for sure in my professional it would be a factor because that was that was what you know helped me to actually pursue what it is i i actually love doing which is singing um that that's yeah you, opened so you, many doors would you think you know i mean obviously you were working in the evenings you were making money outside of your working accounts singing at weddings and events and wherever you could pubs karaoke it was mostly karaoke i'd my friend owned a pub across the road from where i was working at um i was working for bid up um in in Atten on the Vale and my friend at that time owned a pub, the pub that was directly opposite which was dangerous in itself I suppose because they did amazing pub grub Colin if you're listening I know he would be um I'm sending you a good alive he was a lovely landlord and you know we'd go in there for for lunch during office hours and um at lunchtime for when we were working literally across the road um and and it's like and then they'd have karaoke. I think it was every Friday or once a month, once a fortnight. But I'd go there and just we'd have drinks after work on a Friday night, and they'd be like, "Oh, get up and sing, Brendan." You know, I sort of turn into the jukebox kind of thing. Okay, I'll sing that one for this one, that one for this one, that one. And I at the time I just it was just fun. It was just fun. But I saw it also as a way of keeping my voice built. Um, you know. Just make sure it doesn't seize up any, but um, but yeah. Do you yeah, remember so what you sang the... at X Factor? Do you remember what you sang for that first audition? For the first audition, I did. Um, do I love you, my oh my? Yeah. Do you... Gosh, can't do it now. I haven't warmed up, babe. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> Not... <laughs> you I know you can do it, though, yeah. friend. I didn't know the words for that song. Didn't know the words. Had to go and find the words and quickly learn them. Then I didn't realise. I knew I loved. I knew I loved the chorus. Um, that was how I, I I chose chose that first song. I knew I loved the chorus. But then when I got into the words, it's like God. They all sound so similar, but they're very different, and they mean something. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's uh, oh okay. Um, but yeah, it, that was my first. Because oh, I wonder, you know, without the X Factor, would you have found your way to the West End? I was trying though, but that's the thing. I was trying, but unsuccessfully. Um, you know, I, was, I, I, I knew. I just knew I wanted to sing. That was the whole. That's the whole thing of it, really. I knew I wanted to sing, and you know, it was my my ex husband that was the one that entered me for it in the first place. It wasn't me. Um, and he's. I think he said. He said to the researchers, oh, "My wife thinks she's a bit of a bird. Can she get in the queue?" And and um, and she thinks she's a bit of a bird. She thinks she can sing. Oh, he's, he's he's got he had a very he's got he's still got a very fun, funny sense of humour. But yeah, my wife's a bit of a bird. Can she? She thinks she can sing. Can she audition? And yeah, the rest was history. But I I I I've always sung for as long as I can remember, and I've always enjoyed singing. And um, so yeah, it's did singing up. become as um, a balm for you because I know really where you learned to sing was church. Yeah. Uh, and you, I mean, you grew up trying to understand your loss, but were far yeah. too young to understand it at the time. You were four when your mum and dad were taken from you and you were, yeah. it's, it's Pam and Betty, isn't it? Your aunties that, that raised you and your grandma. Yeah. And my grandmother, my grandmother, Anita, she's, um, um, yeah, the the three of them. Well, there was my uncle Eddie and my uncle Woody. We all lived in the house together 
um, um, and you and my Rodney. brother. Yeah, me and Rodney. Um, and then my other cousin, but we say brother because we were raised at the same time. Um, two brothers, my two sisters in my family, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he was in the house as well. There was a lot of us. There were a lot. Of, there was a lot of. Um, well, it, we, 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 they are still. We're a Pentecostal family, and my family are, are, are big in the church. Um, you know, and their elders and ministers and pastors still in the church. So um, when my parents died, I was obviously so young. I didn't really realise what had happened because I'm at church. I'm at church and I'm singing and I'm praising and I'm worshipping and I'm, you know, my thoughts are on God. That's that's literally, I was, that's that was me from four to 18, 19. Yeah. So it was literally that. I, I say to people and I've got, I have this show um, that I, my one woman show, called soul from soul from the west end where i i basically told my life story through song and um but using the experiences that i've had and the sh shows that i've been in or the songs that meant so something to me or to my family and i tell my story in in that way um and i always one of the things i say is that i went to church nine days a week <laughs> it's only there's only seven, that's how much my my family were involved in the church. It was um it Bible study was at, at my house one week and then Bible study would be at somebody else's house that week. But that's Tuesday, Wednesday it's prayer meeting that happened every Wednesday. Thursday it was young people's meeting that happened every Thursday. Friday it was another thing that happened, Saturday and of course it's Sunday, you know. So it was it was literally every day there was a church thing, and that was all I knew. So when um, you're you're entrenched in this community, this this village that helps to kind of raise you and Rodney and teach you, when you announce at twenty one that you're pregnant and you're on your <laughs> own, how did how was the response to that from the church? My auntie Pam was she was very funny. Well, I I actually moved um, in the back home. Um, I left the family home, and then when I became pregnant, I moved back to the family home with Mighty Pam, and she helped me because she's my godmother as well, my my mum's sister, um, but she's my godmother as well. So, uh, you know, she did take that. Um, she did um, take that Step up into the breach, yeah. Step into it, yeah, because that's what a godmother and godfather are there for. If anything happens. And, and she, yeah, but she's my auntie as well as my godmother. So, so it's, it's, it was lovely. So, yeah, she she raised me and um, and my mum's other brothers and sisters and my grandmother. And it was it was just a unit when I did X Factor. They were really proud of me. They were really proud of me um, and very excited, which was why me going out on the 10th of December when they all managed to come for the first time. And that was the week that I left. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think we're quite in tune here, Brand, because it's like you've seen my next question for you, which, by the way, I know you haven't. I, you're talking about mapping your life through song. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to talk to you about next. Okay. I want you to imagine, 
I've asked this question of a couple of other musicians and I always love the response, right? I'd love to imagine that you can make up a medicine cabinet of songs. Songs that you go to as remedies, yeah? And let's start with something for the heart. What's the song you go to to feed your heart, to calm a hurting heart? Oh, see, for for things like that, I would go to something um, up-tempo. Um, because I want to pump the heart and make me feel happy again if my heart is feeling down. I don't like to listen to down music if I'm feeling down. So I'd probably go for something like um, uh, Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited. I do like that. That's a that's a good one. Or um, I do love Walking on Sunshine. Do you? I used to think maybe you love me, darling. You know, it's it's like, yeah, yeah. Those, so they're like power. musical Prozac for you, a straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be. I'm every woman. That I like something up tempo. It is hard. Okay, it's very very hard to ask me to pick one song for any of. If you're ever asking me a question about what would be your something to make you contemplative, something to make you think. Just go with whatever falls into your head. Oh, John Legend, Ordinary People. Ah, that's a beautiful song. Yeah. It's deep. I, I, you know, I like, I love his voice. His voice is just amazing. And that song, it's so, it's so empowering, but it's so beautiful because it's like, you know, just, I'm, I am that, I, I think I'm that, I, I look at myself as that. I just want everybody to just get along and, and everyone just love each other and just all smiling and you're happy. That is the way I, I do try my best to just live my life like that as much as I can because everything else is just, it's, you know, it takes more to be miserable. It takes more out it of It takes you. more energy, for yeah. sure. And so, you know, I'm just like, no, let's, let's. and people will think that that takes more energy, but it's actually releasing happy endorphins. So, yeah. It does. I I, I'm trying to think of the last time I, I, I had like a, well, I'm playing really thingy music. Just, I don't know. It's not even that. that. I mean, it, it can be upbeat. It can be anything. Oh, it's no, just I something just that you go to to think, you know, when, when you, when you have, I don't know. Like the music Legend, you use therapy. That's yeah, ordinary people. Um, yeah, that's that's a definite song. It came straight into my head when you said, "Of you know, where do I go for my contemplation and thinking and deep thought? What would it be? Something like that would be lovely." Yeah. Do you know my? Do you know what mine is on that one? Joan, I'm a trading love and affection. It's my favorite oh, song of all time. That's an amazing song. That is an amazing song. Oh, you see, this is what I'm saying. There's so many great Too many. out there. I know. Yes. Yes. Oh, see, tune. now you're going to make me want to put that on now. I'm going to put that on my Spotify playlist. Thank you very much. I'll have, have that. it. Have it. Um, and what's your happy feet one? What's your happy feet one? Uh, Beyonce, Crazy in Love. Okay. Oh, God, you're wild. <laughs> Because when that came out, it was just at that, you know, it just signifies a time in my life where life was good. Like I was in a good yeah. place. I had great girlfriends. It became yeah. it became a sort of anthem for anthem. us. And and these are the women that have literally carried me through my adult life. They're yeah. my they're the underwire in my bra. They are the foundations on which I stand. They are, you know. They're I my go-to. You, you go for the women. I went for men. Mine would be mine. My my go-to females are Whitney and Shaka. Ah, oh, Shaka. Yeah, and Whitney. I mean, Whitney, Whitney and Shaka are my are my oh, go-to. But, but you know, like I said, I love I love uh, yeah, I love all sorts. What's your song? Because if Joan Arbor trading love and affection is my song, what's your song? <sighs> Greatest love of all, Whitney Houston. Brent, I heard you sing that days after Jamal passed, and I have no idea how you did that, and I can't understand how. You, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just don't know how you did it. Everyone was singing it. God, Everyone respect. was singing it. That was that was there at um at his beautiful memorial. 
they were singing it and they and they asked if I could sing it and you know it's, you started um, it it was your voice first I heard it on the news yeah uh, that's weird isn't it but I heard it on the news but you'd gone down there's a mural of your beautiful boy yeah in Acton, in Acton. and people yeah. had congregated there in the yeah. days that followed yeah how was that the hardest song you've ever sung yeah, well, there was there was this home going. Um, that wasn't easy. Um, yeah, I think you know, I is is. There's so the songs mean so much, um, to people in different ways, and it's like mm. you can sing one song one day and then sing it another day yeah. for a different occasion, and it takes on a whole new thing. And for a little while, I I I. You know, for a little while, um, a short while after, I, I didn't want to sing. But then I remember, you know, that Jamal loved my singing and he always supported me in every single show. You know, him and Tanisha have always come to see my shows, even if they don't understand them. They've come and it's like, you know, Rocky was one of Jamal's favourites. I remember when he came to see and he, and then after he came to see it, he was like, Mum, can 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 I bring this friend? Can I bring that friend? Can I bring the, their mum and dad? The only, and, you know, he was just like raving about it to everybody, and that that really made me think. But yeah, you know, music is it's just so it's such an uplifting thing. I've you you know I not I've used it, but I realised how uplifting it's been across it's my medicinal life, sometimes, my, isn't it? With my parents, yeah. So it's it's been in my life, whether in in gospel form with my family, which it was. But then there's also the more commercial side, um, or as my family might call it, or, or in the church call it secular music side. So um, secular, because it's, it? so it's, <laughs> it's not religious, it's secular. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, that's like what. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's so I, I I grew up watching Doris Day and watching West Side Story and Oklahoma coming home. You know, in, when you have day church, morning church, we'd come home, we'd have dinner, um, we'd have our traditional Sunday um, Sunday dinner, and then we'd, while that's digesting, we're watching whatever the afternoon movie was in Technicolor on the four channels, the three channels, um, you know, and then we'd go back for church service in the evening. So I listen to so much different music, which I'm really, really glad for, that my family... They 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 had the radio on, or they they had loads of vinyl. I think that's that inspires my CD and my vinyl collection. It's, it's um you know, but but yeah, it's it's nice to have those influences. But not, uh, music, it's yeah, it speaks to so many different people in so many different ways. That takes me beautifully, Brent, to my last question. For you. Oh, go on. I wanted to talk to you about not necessarily the kindness of strangers, but something like that. About the friends and the relationships that you formed that came about because people believed in you. And quite often in the most unlikely circumstances, I mean, we've talked about Sharon Osbourne. That's a brilliant example right there. I know that Jamal's belief, for example, in young artists, certainly the likes of Ed Sheeran, formed such strong friendships that that's a friendship that you've benefited from as well because Ed's really been there for you in some difficult times. So I wanted to talk about the people that you collected along the way that came as a result of belief. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, that's even, that's like from, gosh, that's going back from, you know, when I get my first office job even. Um, I, I had a lovely lady that, were, that uh, was at the recruitment firm um, the recruitment company Hayes. I I registered with Hayes because they did them. finance financial. Um, they yeah. did the financial a lot of the financial recruitment back then. Um, and there was a lovely lady called Debbie, and she was you know she kept me on my she was like my manager, like an agent what you call now. Just always sending me out for this this interview and that interview and this interview and always. You know, she she gave me some some really good advice, and she was a good mentor because I didn't, you know, just even even things like how to conduct yourself in an interview and answer interview questions that sort of which is totally different to the media side. That was a whole different thing when we went on to X Factor. Um, so yeah, from from an early from early on, um, 
I've I've had you know I would say she helped me onto my employment side of things and then when which I was crucial right up, you've got you've got two young kids you've got to earn money and you didn't want to work a series of no and you know going nowhere jobs you wanted to well, I, you wanted I to be had, a professional I woman had all sorts of jobs to be honest I worked in co-op cooperative shop and I loved it especially with that gun when you trigger 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 the price <laughs> I loved that. I did. I worked at Pizza Hut when I was pregnant with Jamal. I worked at. I got a job at Pizza Hut because I had to get a job because I had to start. Um, I, w- I wasn't living at home, um, so I had to pay for rent and and food and everything and and buy kids stuff, and baby stuff. So yeah, I got myself a job at Pizza Hut, um, and I sang. I used to sing when I was delivering the, the pizzas to a couple of people. And I'd get pretty good tips, actually. But you so, would. So then, you can't half sing. The, but, I mean, by the time you sat down, by the time you got to oh. Hayes Recruitment, you were a young mum with two kids. You needed yeah. some stability in your life, right? You needed a, a job that you could progress in, that where yeah. the pay would be good. Yeah. You had childcare costs to cover. I mean, reality bites, doesn't it? And she was it, obviously somebody that saw something in you. That's lovely. Yeah, and then she got me a job. I started working at Virgin Megastores, um, and I was the accounts manager for all of the stores that had the CDs in them at the time, which, you know, it's like, gosh, our price, um, our yeah. price, Virgin, and what was the other one? HMV. HMV. Right. Yeah, so I was the accounts payable manager for Virgin Megastores. Um, and... I say the next, the next another person would be Richard Branson, and he probably doesn't even realise it. But he was my boss, and um, I worked for Virgin for like four or five years as their accounts manager. Um, I was I started as accounts payable assistant, and then promoted to accounts payable manager. And um, and there was one time when he threw his house open to all of his staff, anyone who worked for Virgin. He had an open day, a family day, and it was like at his home. And I took Jamal and Tanisha, and that was where he first met Richard Branson, who later then became a mentor of his. Yeah, I don't think Richard Branson... So, was, so for the purposes of those that maybe don't know, Richard really believed in Jamal, right? Yeah. And yeah. he backed him, and he put yeah. he put his reputation behind him. Was there investment as well in some of the... Uh, no, early... no, he, well, he invested his time. Um, it's... Yeah. Um, it's Time is money when you when you when you look at it in that way. So he was a, he was a great mentor to Jamal and just helped him to you know just give him advice on business sense and the digital market because obviously so 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 Branson is like is pioneer, isn't he? He's like there's digital and then yeah. there's then there's Sir Richard Branson. So yeah. um, but but yeah, so he I, that was really nice because that was a really nice I. I, I thought all I remember when when I took the kids and and we went there and you know the red arrows were flying across and it was like it was just, it was low key it, it was amazing and I just thought that's really nice of someone to open up their home mm. in that way to all of these people that work work for you and their families that that meant a lot that meant a lot and you know that that kind of um, showed me you know it doesn't. It, just be nice to people and you get you get that back you know um and I, I i enjoyed working for virgin i loved working there and um the only reason i left there was because i got promoted to another job and that was with disney then um i went to work for disney um when they're, they're still based i think they're still based on on hammersmith in hammersmith um mm. but yeah. i went to, work for them as a so you were climbing the career ladder by this point right you yeah, decided you, you, yeah. you know you'd You'd made was, a commitment to work in finance and you were on the up. Yeah, well, my grandmother said that I couldn't do the... the she wouldn't allow me to do the other side of, of singing. It was only when I left home that I was able to start singing, um, it, like, in pubs and, and stuff because I, I, it was church um, at all other times. So, yeah, I wasn't allowed. So I, But I had to get an office job. She said, you're not going to get a job because I wanted to go to performing arts school, but I wasn't allowed So because my family couldn't afford it to send me to you know I wanted to go to the Brit school um and and yeah I we couldn't afford it and I couldn't get a scholarship um and so um yeah it's just all it's just all weird all the things of you know they've come around full circle and I say come around full circle that it's it's like with the collection as you were talking earlier that's 
the whole um, me and Jamal and Tanisha like two years ago was when I was approached by QVC to do um, to design a range. And I, the first thing I did was go to Jamal and Tanisha and say, okay, what what shall what shall I what shall I do it? And they were like, well, what do you? And I said, I just want my customer to feel that they can be themselves and be whatever they want to be and you know be them be you i want you to be you and then it, that's where it came it was like the whole self-belief mantra and believing that you when you step out you look good you feel good and you know jamal loved jewelry so which is why my jewelry this is my jewelry by the way it's that, so I lovely think. i was looking at that earlier that's yours as well yeah that's mine as well friend with the matching earrings i've got to have the matching and my bracelet everything's got a rush ah. yeah I'm t- I'm shameless. See? But, but no, yes, he's not so, shameless. You're brilliant. And you're seizing of, every opportunity. That's the inspiration of Jamal on that side and seeing Tanisha and how she dresses. She's really trendy. She she was looks beautiful and she's just confident. You know, um, I sort of, we amalgamated it together. So that's that's how the, the, the whole, and I just want to try and keep doing that and spreading joy. It's nice when... People, you know, ladies are messaging me saying, I got your jumpsuit today. I've never worn a jumpsuit before. And it actually looks, and they use the words, and it actually suits me. And that, that's, that's lovely. Because they say, you know, I've gone to, I had a young lady, she's only 25. And she says, I'm, I'm graduating. And it's going to be my, I'm going to wear your jumpsuit for um, underneath my, my cloak. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So that's, that's nice. It's a, it's about if everybody tries to spread some joy, a little bit, even just a little bit, then who knows? Who have who else have been your big flag wavers, your biggest cheerleaders? Well, you have, you always have. So I if you're have. moving from when I did my accounts, I moved my from my accounts. Bid up was the last place, and then I went on to X Factor. So it's you because you were always, you were always smiling at me, you were always championing me, you were always giving me a hug. I always felt. Really, really. Oh, the, the support that you gave me was amazing. So, um, oh, that's you, nice. Sharon... Do you know what? I, I didn't. I didn't think that I had to be honest, Brent. I just really wished you well. You know, I just wanted you to. There was an opportunity, want... and I wanted you to make the most. But of it, you I always made time for the kids as well, and you, yeah. you were always just so warm and and so genuine. So it's you know, it was always appreciated. I just thought, can't speak to Kate. She's busy. So. But I'll, I can gaze and admire from afar. And then when it's was... my turn, I can get up on the stage. And, and, and then, then I'll chew your ear off. And then and, and you give me that hug. I know I was going to get that hug. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I guess for, for me, it's the friends that I've made since um, since X-Factor. All my, my, West End, my West End friends that have really helped me to, you know, help me with my, not just my career but just my mental state of doing eight shows a week in in theatre land um it's a lot it's <laughs> it's a it's, lot i've done it's, it it's a lot it's mental yeah. so um yeah you know along the way i've I've got so many gosh yeah because that list is long kate the list but is isn't long. that good though because that's that speaks well of you brent it, the fact that you've got a list that that just keeps going you know, you, you've kept the receipts in a good way. Well, I think, I, I don't know, you know, I, I just look at people uh, and take everybody, try to take everybody at face value. Your person, first and foremost, it's, it's irrelevant. And I think that was the beauty of Jabal. It was irrelevant of what you did. He didn't care whether you were the, 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 the you know, we, we have our dustbin men that come. Um, we like to tip them and, and, you know, give them a nice little gift at Christmas time because they've been really nice. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're doing that job or whether you, whether you are the king. You know, even to the king, he, he 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 was the same with everybody, and that was something that he always was, you know, important to him growing up. So, yeah, I I just it's just a natural, just keep it going, just as much as I can. But yeah, I've had so many inspirational people. Oh, friend, enjoy what's left of your one day off that hasn't even been a day off because you've found time to talk to me. Thank you. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. My pleasure. As much as I had a few technical difficulties and problems first, it's been absolutely lovely to spend the afternoon with you. And you, you. darling. If I'd have known, I would have just come round. (laughs) Hey, 
in my sliders. I've got cheese and sliders. <laughs> Let's just pack in with a bottle of wine, a bottle of Malbec. My huge thanks to Brenda, who, of course, you can catch on Songs of Praise on Loose Women, and you can shop her fashion range on QVC. It's called Be You. And if you'd like more chat with other inspiring women, we've got episodes with Dame Prudley, Dame Arlene Phillips, Hannah Waddingham, the Reverend Kate Botley in our back catalogue, as well as some of Brenda's loose legends. We've got Ruth Langsford, Denise Wells, Charlene White, Carol McGiffin, Colleen Nolan, and Kay Adams, all ready and waiting for your listening pleasure. I'll be back on Tuesday when I bring up another mini midweek episode episode of Vintage Guests in Something from the Cellar and of course with a brand new episode next Friday. Until then, thanks so much for your company. White Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.